Well, I want to preach to you today what I feel the Lord has laid upon my heart, and I trust today you're here receptive to hear the Word of God. Amen. How important it is that we would grow, that we would be what God would have us to be. Above everything in this world, we must be saved. Praise God. And to be saved, it takes going to church. In fact, the Bible made it very clear that we would not uh, forget to assemble ourselves together. Amen. Even as we see the day approaching of the coming of the Lord so close upon us, we would even be more concerned and more careful, praise God, about the house of the Lord. It's important, and I appreciate all of you people uh, keeping it as a very high priority in your life about coming to the house of the Lord and being faithful. Prayer meeting's been great this week. We've had a time in the Holy Ghost up here, and we thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for the way prayer meeting's growing, more and more people getting involved and uh, seeking after the king. Well, what did he say? My house shall be called a house of what? Amen. He could have called it anything. Yeah, but he said, I'm gonna, it's going to be called a house of prayer. I believe the only way a church could be called a house of prayer is for people to go and pray. Does that seem right to you? Does that make sense? Amen. How could it be a house of prayer if nobody ever prayed in it? Amen. Yes. Uh, hallelujah. 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 And I know you can pray at home, but I tell you, there's just nothing like simple obedience to the Word of God. That's all I can figure out. I don't know how all this works. I don't know how baptism works. Amen. I don't know how anointing with oil works. I don't know how fasting works. But I'll tell you one thing, I do know it works. Amen. I've seen it work too many times. Amen. How man could miss a meal and fast and God would do things is an amazing thing, but it works. I don't know how giving works. I don't know how you could give away and have more. But that's all the mysteries of the word of the Lord. But I just want to be a part of it, don't you? Amen. I feel the Lord leading me today, and I want to open up my heart and just preach to you what I feel today by the help of the Holy Ghost. I just want to ask you to help me today. Amen. Would you do it all the way back in the mezzanine, all across the back and front, everywhere, all over this building? What a beautiful congregation here today. I would like to get you to reach your hand toward this front. Would you just reach out your hand as a point of contact today? Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we come here in faith and confidence. Let your word be spoken. Move me out of the way. Use me just only as an instrument. And may you receive all glory and honor, Lord. And let me be very careful with your anointing upon me today that I do just that. In Jesus' name, I ask. And everybody said, Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach to you today about aligning your life with God. It's an amazing thing how your life can get out of step uh, with God, with life and with God, and you just must keep your focus. Several years ago, a man wrote a book about a purpose-driven life. And I want us to look today at what is really important and focus on the things in life that is absolutely important today, focusing on the things that are important. Uh, I want to begin today at, uh, in the Luke, the second chapter, 
and the 49th verse. Here is a great example given to us. Everybody say example. Amen. And he was speaking to his mother and to his, his, his dad, Joseph. And uh, it was Jesus that said these words. And he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? I've got to be about my father. How much more focus could you get than that? I've got to be about my father's business. Let me tell you today, church and services today is where we come and stop for a little while, study the word of the Lord, consider our direction, and correct it when it gets off track. I've told people a number of times, we're not mechanical, we're not a machine, therefore it is easy for us to get off track. Amen. And we just forever have to be realigning your life. And if you get tired of doing that, you're just getting tired of life. And you should not do that. Uh, you should be ready and uh, willing to quickly realign your life. And that's what I believe God wants to do with every person in this building today. He wants his presence to reach down and touch our heart. And we would just realign our life with God. It is so easy to get out of focus. It is so easy to lose direction as we go along this bumpy road. It's so easy for things to blow us off track. Man, we once we get focused, we understand the importance of God, we understand the importance of church, of living for the Lord and doing all the right things, and then here comes things that it distracts us and uh, blows us off track and how important it is for us to stay focused. This is what Jesus said. He said, don't you understand, mom and dad? I've got to be about my father's business. I'm focused. Everybody say focused. Amen. Everybody say focused. Amen. Help us, God, today to understand. I do not believe we were put here as wandering stars. I do not believe it's an accident we're here. I believe there's things specifically that we are called and should be doing. I believe that just as I'm called to preach the word of the Lord, you're called into whatever field that you're in. And therefore, we should ply ourselves and we should do our best and we should give our very best to God. He deserves our best. Can I get an amen? amen. He deserves our best today. Help us, God, and how easy it is to lose our focus. Solomon gave it to us in the Proverbs, the sixth chapter and the ninth verse. He said, how long will thou sleep, O slugger? When will thou rise out of thy sleep? Then he said, yet a little sleep and a little slumber and a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. Are you getting the word of God today? Everybody say the word of God. The word of God said, how long will you sleep? Amen. Arise out of your sleep. He said a little. Everybody say a little. Not a lot, just a little. Did you know today we're here to be constructive? We're here to grow. Could I get an amen? amen. We're here to uh, align our life and do the will of the Lord. Did you know that five minutes of running late in your life can practically ruin your life? 
It can throw you out of a line and off track in your whole life just, just because you have formed that terrible habit of just always running a little late. And that, this is what he was talking about. I got y'all's attention then, didn't I? Amen. I think I got everybody's attention. But you think with me. Hey, I'm not here to you to pat me on the back and me to pat you on the back. I'm here to preach you the Word of God. I'm here to tell you like it is. I'm here to stir up your thinking. I'm here to get you to thinking and get you to going in the right direction. Amen. And, and you think with me today what will happen to a person that forever forms that habit and they're just always running a little bit late. And this is what Solomon's seen and this is what Solomon said. Yet a little sleep and a little folding of the hands to sleep. He said, then poverty or trouble comes as one that traveleth. And thou won't, oh my goodness, it's like a man that's got a machine gun. You won't think so bad, but this is the way life works. So we're here today to talk about the things that are important and what is important in life and what should we be focusing on. James talked about life and he said to go now. Ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. He said, whereas ye know not what shall be on the mar. He said, for what is your life? And then he told us what our life is. He said, it's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then it vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. What is your life? He said it's like a vapor that appeareth for a little while and then it vanisheth away. So since we see what James is telling us, drawing from the wisdom of James that life is like a smoke, it's like a fog, we're here for a little bit and a, just such a brief short time and then we're gone. And I'll have to tell you, my message today is affected by the things of the last few weeks and the things that we have been through and, the, and what we have seen. I think about my life and you think about yours today and your age and you add just a few years to it and you can clearly see where you're going to end up at. You can clearly see where you will be. So with that in mind, then it is important that we never lose focus of what we should be doing in life. You believe life is brief? Add 10 years to your life. Add 20 years to your life. Amen. 10 years to your life, 20, 25 years, and where will it put you? Amen. And if God is merciful and gracious, uh, you know, perhaps uh, you'll still be uh, living, but uh, time will sure take its toll on all of us. And while we have this precious time, everybody say precious time. While we have this precious day, everybody say precious day. Everybody say this precious Sunday. Amen. The foolishness of youth is to think that we're going to live for on and on. The foolishness of youth is to think 
A wasted day does not matter. A wasted moment and time does not matter. And just, you know, write it off and let it slip right through our fingers, not realizing that we only have so many days and that time is so precious and it is so important that all of us stay focused and walk with God and do the will of the Lord. Help us, God, in Jesus' name, speak to our hearts today. Talk to us. Hey, man, I feel a burden in my spirit today. Hallelujah. God, help me. God, help every one of us in this building. Help us, God, that we do not get short-sighted and lose sight of what is really going to count in this life. I believe with all of my heart that today, you being in the house of God, you're doing the very best thing that you could do with your life right now. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord today. Doing the very best thing that you have with your life is to be living for the Lord and to be praying. Amen. And serving God. Amen. It's, it's amazing to me that there can be two people living together, sitting on the same pew, and one going one direction and another another. Let me tell you, you can say today, well, I'm in church. Are you really in church? Did you really come to the house of the Lord today? Are you hearing the word of the Lord? Are you paying attention to the scriptures today? Or is it just, Brother Holmes, when will you get through preaching and let's move on? This is the story of two ladies that were side by side. In fact, they were sisters. And Jesus went to their house. One's name was Martha. The other was Mary. And she, the Bible said she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. Has your mind stopped today to hear the word of the Lord? Or is it still going around and around? What am I going to do Monday? What am I going to do next week? It's important. Hey, we've come to the house of God. We've come to stop and to just set his feet a little bit and listen to what he has got to say and receive the word of the Lord in our heart. Amen. But Martha, the Bible said she was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, doest thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? He, she said to him, bid her therefore that she help me. She was ready to correct her sister. Amen. Jesus, rebuke my sister. Correct my sister. Tell my sister to get up and help me do what I'm uh, doing uh, about all this serving. And Jesus said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful, troubled about many things. I'm asking you a question today. Are you troubled about many things? Are you troubled about many things? Jesus said, but one thing is needful. Everybody say one thing. Two people can be sitting today on these pews and one can be a Martha and one can be a Mary. One can be thinking, hey man, uh, the word of the Lord's not important. Church is not all that important. Uh, yes, if you ask them after church, did you go to church? Yes, I went to church. Uh, hey man, Jesus was in the house, but Martha never recognized that Jesus was really in the house. 
She was so busy. She had so many things she wanted to do that she thought was so important that she couldn't stop her mind long enough to listen to what the words that would come from the mouth of Jesus Christ. Help us, God. I know the pressure of life is strong and heavy on people. The pressure is great, but help us to be able to Amen. Shut things off and cut things off and say, now I have come to church and I have come to hear the word of the Lord and I have come to worship God. Let life take care of itself. Let the problems take care of themselves. Amen. Let the future take care of itself. I'm at church now and I have come to praise and to magnify and to worship the Lord. I've not come to talk. I've not come to let my mind wander off, but I've come to focus on what God has. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord today. Oh, help us, God, to find the things that are really and truthfully important in this life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Acts, the second chapter, the 37th verse, the Bible said when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? You would think that there would nobody would even debate the words of the apostle Peter. You would think that if people could read that in black and white and put their finger on the scripture, that nobody would ever even debate it. How do you get saved? You would think that it would be absolutely, totally, forever settled in everybody's mind that could read at all or understand anything. If Peter said it, that's the way it is. And God had given him the keys to the kingdom. And let the church say amen. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. I'm going to tell you, we're never going to get away from the basics around here. We're never going to get sidetracked from the basics. We're never going to lose sight of what the apostle Peter said. Amen. Doesn't matter what anybody else said. We want to know what did the apostle Peter say. And the Bible said that Peter and the rest of the apostles... When they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? That it was all of them together that Peter said to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The second verse is, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Then the next verse, two verses down from Acts 2.38, when Peter said to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. The 40th verse says this, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, this is what he said. He exhorted them. He testified to them. This is what he was saying to them. Everybody say, this is what he was saying to them. What was he saying? He was saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. 
save yourself. Hallelujah. I want everybody to say it with me. Come on. Amen. Save yourself. Come on, lift up your hands right now and believe with me. Come on, pray with me in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, you would like to hinder your word from going forth today, but we rebuke you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. How about standing to your feet and lifting up your hands? Amen. Let's love him together right now. Oh, righteous God, we praise you out of our heart. Thank you for your word today. Give us focus. Let us realign our life. Let us understand what is really important today. And then help us, God, that we do the important things in life. Oh, bless your wonderful name, God. We believe you, Jesus. We ask you in faith and in prayer. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You can be seated. Listen to what he said. He said, he with many other words did testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves. You know whose responsibility of your soul is? Yourself, myself. Nobody can save you. We can preach the gospel and the saving word of the Lord, but you can be a hearer and not be a doer. You can listen to it and be a Martha. You can be sitting in the same house, in the same church, on the same pew, and one hear the gospel, and somebody sitting next to cumbered about many things, pressured until you cannot even focus or get your mind on God enough to even know what the preacher was preaching about on that Sunday morning. Just your mind racing out here in left field, your mind on other things. Amen. Hallelujah. While there's a Mary sitting right next to you that's gleaning the word of the Lord, soaking up the word of the Lord, receiving the word of the Lord. You know what it boils down to? You got to take accountability for your own soul. Nobody can save you. Nobody can do your praying. Nobody can fast with you on Monday. Nobody can do your fasting. Nobody can do your praying. Nobody can do your giving. Nobody can do your living for God. You've got to do it for yourself. Save who? Who's going to do it? My wife? No. You can encourage them. You can be a good example. You can set a good pattern, but you can't save them. If you're saved today, it's going to be because you saved your... You did it. You did it. You got up. You took responsibility. And when it's time to go to prayer meeting, you said, hey, I'm going to prayer meeting. When it's time to go to church, you said, hey, I'm going to church. Amen. And thank God for the people in this church and others, the companions may not come, but yet they've got that vision and that determination to say, honey, I'll see you when I get back, but I've got to save my, I've got to save my, children may not want to go, amen, but you still got to save, 
you got to save yourself from this wicked, the Bible said this wicked, this wicked and untoward generation, this filthy world we're living in, you cannot become a part of this world. You've got to rise above this world. You've got to rise above the perverseness. You've got to rise above the ungodliness and say, I will not be ungodly. And I will not look upon those things. And I will not listen to those things. And I will not go those places. And I will not do those things. Because I'm determined, I'm going to save my. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. People can stir up your mind. People can encourage you to pray. People can encourage you to do what's right. But when it's all said and done, you've got to get the vision yourself. You've got to see the importance yourself. You've got to have your own well yourself. Hey man, nobody can give you the well and nobody can do it for you, but it's when you get that vision and that burden and that burning desire, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what's right. And if nobody else doesn't do it, by the help and grace of God, I'm going to do it. I'm determined. I will not, amen, I will not turn aside. I will not allow the few foolish things of this world cumbered about much serving. I will not allow that to happen in my life. And when it comes time to go to church, I'm going to go to church. And I'm going to really go to church. When I get there, I'm going to really listen. I'm going to really participate. Uh, amen. If they're clapping, I'm going to clap. Uh, if they're singing, I'm going to sing. Uh, if they're worshiping, I'm going to worship. Uh, I'm going to be a part of what's going on. Because I'm determined in my heart that I'm going to save myself from this wicked and untoward generation. The Apostle Paul said, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain, that ye may be blameless, harmless, the sons of God without rebuke. In the midst, you know what we're doing this in the midst of? We're doing this in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Brother Holmes, I can't live it. They don't live it at the office. You can if you'll make up your mind. They're not living it around me and my surroundings are so corrupt, so it's corrupting me. It doesn't have to corrupt you. Amen. But the Bible said that ye may be blameless. Everybody say blameless. Everybody say harmless. He said the sons of God, that's what we are today. We're the sons of God without rebuke, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and a perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Oh, thank God for men and women that says I'll take the challenge when corruption and sin and fornication and adultery and uncleanliness is all 
world around me. Hey man, I'll step out there and pornography is everywhere. I'll step out there with faith and I'll live the life in the face of all because I'm going to serve God. Hey man, I'm going to live for God and I'm going to do it. I'm going to save my I'm going to save myself if nobody else wants to go to heaven. By the help and grace of God, I'm going to go. Somebody today, the Holy Ghost is dealing with in this building. You just need to take the challenge. It's easy to cop out. It's easy to find excuses why you join in. And friend, we are all... We are all so open to influence. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, help us influence. Our surroundings has such an impact. Our environment has such an impact on our life. Those that are around us, and it, it just it dilutes our power to resist. And, and they make sin not sin. And you get out there in that world and it does not seem like it's so horrible and it's so bad. But I tell you what, you partake and then it's another sin. And you, you let up on one thing and then you've got to let up on something else. And you give in to one thing and you'll give in to something else. And oh, how true it is, the song, sin will carry you further than you want to go. And it will keep you there longer than and you want to stay. Hey folks, we're Mary. We're Mary. This is a church of Marys. This is a church that's ready to say, God, I want to hear your word. I'm going to be saved if nobody else is saved. I'm going to live for God if nobody else lives for God. I'm going to do the right thing regardless of what anybody else does by the help and grace of God. I'm going to face this world with courage. I'm going to face this world with confidence. I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to ask God for his help, his power, his anointing in my life to give me power. Everybody close your eyes right now and let the Holy Ghost touch your spirit. Let the Holy Ghost work on your heart right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. Oh, God, give us some Josephs that will say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter where I end up. If I end up in Egypt and I end up in a faraway land, hey, man, do you know where people so many times go wrong? I'm talking about good people. I'm not talking about Christians. I'm not talking about Holy Ghost-filled people, but it can be true in their life. I'm talking about just good people sinners and, and good pretty good moral people do you know where they go wrong many times you let them get away from home you let them get in a country a place where nobody knows them and and things come up in their life and they get involved in sin their influence just the sure fact that nobody knows them hey man opens the door for them to fulfill things that's been hidden in their heart oh god help it to not be true with the people of god help us to give us the strength of joseph that looks the world in egypt in the face face and says no i won't do it and i won't go my sunday school teacher's not here my pastor's not here. My mother and dad's not here. My companion's not here. My friends are not here. But it does 
does not make any difference who's not here. I still have got it in my heart and I've got my mind made up that I'm going to save myself from this wicked and untoward generation. I'm going to do what's right regardless of where I'm at. That's the strength today that the Holy Ghost wants to build in every heart of every person in this building today that you would have that kind of strength and that kind of made up mind to do the right thing regardless of what anybody else is doing. Oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The apostle Peter said, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, seeing then that all these things, everything you're looking at is going to be dissolved. Amen. You better keep that in mind. And then you need to ask the question, what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and in godliness? Help us, God, today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. To keep the focus. You know, in order to live for God, we must keep growing. Amen. We must keep growing. Peter talked about it. Besides this, giving all diligence. He said, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And the knowledge, temperance, or self-control. You get knowledge, you need to add self-control to it. And to self-control or temperance, you need to add patience or perseverance. And to patience, you need to add godliness or righteousness. And to godliness, he said, you need to keep adding. Everybody say add. Amen. Amen. You need to keep adding. You need to add godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound, I like that. Everybody say abound. Amen. Flourishing in us. They make you that ye should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You won't be unfruitful in his knowledge, your understanding of his ways. He said, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence. Everybody say, give diligence. To make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, if you keep doing these things, ye shall never fall. You will never fall. If you keep adding to, if you keep adding your knowledge to self-control or temperance, and you keep adding temperance to patience or perseverance, and patience to godliness, and you keep adding godliness to brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness to charity. The Bible said, if you do these things, ye shall never fall. You won't fall if you'll just keep on. Amen. Adding, growing. Everybody say growing. You can't stop growing. It doesn't matter how long you've had the Holy Ghost, you can't stop growing. Amen. Doesn't matter how long you've had it, you just got to keep growing. You've got to keep walking with God. You've got to keep loving God. You've got to keep adding to. Everybody say adding to. 
You just keep on adding to what you got. You just keep on building on what you receive. When you got the Holy Ghost, you add some more to it. You add the anointing to it. You add the presence of God to it. You add the love of God, brotherly kindness. Amen. All these things, patience, you keep on adding and you keep on growing that you can develop in the Christian that God had in mind for you to be and the life that God wants us to live. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us, God, that we never would lose our focus, that we would never lose our direction in this crooked and perverse generation that we would see what we need to see, that we would understand what we need to understand, and that we would be saved. Amen. I think of one of the men in the Bible, other than Jesus Christ, known to have wisdom, such wisdom and such knowledge. His name was Solomon. And when you read his writings, it gets pretty depressing because he was, he was a, a man that had lost alignment with God and he had lost direction and he talks as he talks about life he talks about one generation passeth away and another generation cometh but the earth abideth forever he talked about the sun he said the sun ariseth and the sun goeth down and hasten to the place where he arose and then he talked about the wind. He said, the wind goeth toward the south, and then it turneth and goeth toward the north. It whirleth about continually. The wind returneth again according to his circuits. Then he talked about the rivers, and it said, the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. He talked about man's labor. He said, all things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. And then he said, uh, the things that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It hath been already of old times, which was before us. Are you getting depressed? Amen. He was a, he was a troubled man and a, and a depressed man about life. He said, there's no remembrance of the former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of the things that are to come with who, those that shall come after. He said, I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. He said, I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things that was done under the sun. This was sore tra travail hath God given to the sons of men to be exercised therewith. He said, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And behold, he said, it's vanity and vexation of the spirit. Listen to him. He said, this, that which is crooked cannot be made straight and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. He said, I commune with my own heart and saying, lo, I am come to great estate and have gotten more wisdom than all that they have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. He said, I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that which also is vexation of the spirit for in much wisdom is much grief and he that increaseth in knowledge increaseth in sorrow 
Then he just went on to the next chapter, and he talked about his great works. And he said, I built houses, and I planted vineyards. He said, I made gardens and orchards and planted trees, and I made pools of water to water the woods. And he said, I got servants and maidens who were born in my house. He said, I gathered silver and gold and precious treasures. He said, I got singers and women singers and delight of the sons of men as musicians of instrument, musical instruments, and all sorts. And so I was great. It increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works of my hand that I had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. You can see a man that is troubled. You can see a man that uh, even though he had gained it all, he was not happy, amen, because he had lost his focus and his alignment with God. He had lost out on what was really important and what was really going to count at the end of time. Oh, church, hear me today. God has blessed us abundantly. He has given us this very day. He's given us this opportunity. He's given us the revelation of the message of the doctrine of salvation. We're blessed to know the true plan of salvation. Thank God we're not deceived into thinking that you can believe a thought or shake a preacher's hand and be saved. Thank God we understand it's repentance and it's wonderful baptism in Jesus' name and the beautiful infilling of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the glorious truth of the word of the Lord. Thank God for the revelation of separation from this world. Amen. I'm going to tell you, amen, you know what happens? When you're born again, you cannot be unborn. Amen. It doesn't matter what you do. You may go far and you may leave it, but you can't. You can't reverse that new birth experience. When you have ever been born again of the water and the spirit, you're a new creature. You may backslide. You may lose out with God. Amen. But you cannot reverse the fact that that has happened in your life. What are you saying, Brother Holmes? I'm saying this. You will never be the same. You can never... You can never play with the world like you did before. It will never fit with you. You will never be a part of it like you used to be before you came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. We have been born again. Our lives have been changed. We've been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. But we're human. And as we go along this journey, it's just so easy for us to lose our alignment and lose our focus and get sidetracked with all the things of this world until we fail to see what we need to see and understand what we need to understand and even become frustrated with life and, and things. And that's no doubt what Jesus was talking about when he spoke these words. Amen. He said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness. He said, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. It doesn't matter how many toys you gather up. I'm going to tell you that's not where real life is at. Everybody clap your hands. Yes, sir. And then he gave them this parable about the ground of a certain man, rich man, brought forth plentiful. 
And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And there shall I will I bestow all the fruits of my goods. And there was nothing wrong with that. There was nothing wrong that he had been abundantly blessed. The wrong comes in the next verse. And he said, I will say to my soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat and drink and be merry. But God said unto him, thy fool, thy fool this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for him, treasure for himself and not rich toward God. Oh, help us, God. I wonder how many Marys we have in the building today. I wonder how many Marthas. You've allowed your flesh to cause you to step across that line. Amen. I'm in church. I'm hearing the word of the Lord, but there's other things eating on the inside of me. There's other things that are working on my mind. I'm not really at church, really. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere else. Well, let me tell you what. If you do that long enough, you will end up wherever your mind is carrying you to. You will be out of the presence of God. That's the reason you've got to, the Bible said, bring every thought into captivity. You've got to grab your thoughts and you've got to say, oh, no, hey, man, you're not going to wander down there and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna focus and you're going to stay a aligned with God and you're going to do the will of God and when you go to church you're going to be at church you're going to cut everything else off and you're going to get what you need to get out of this service hallelujah everybody stand together in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth hallelujah speak to our hearts hallelujah hallelujah in the name of the Lord I wonder how many here today the Holy Ghost is dealing with. But you need to walk right down at this front and say, God, I want to realign my thoughts all fresh again today. I want to realign my thinking, amen, to be what I should be and what I need to be, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to be more focused. I want to save myself I want to save myself. Amen. Come on, just come stand around the front. Amen. Lift up your voices and hands to God right now in the name of Jesus. I refuse to come to church and not be at church. I refuse to listen and not hear. I'm determined in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, righteous God, I believe you. Come on, God sees your sincere heart. God sees you walking down to this front. God sees you reaching out to him today. Come on, let the spirit of the Holy Ghost do in your heart. Oh, what it needs to do. Lord, I want to realign. I want to stay focused. I want to stay focused on what is important. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of the Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God, give me the vision that I need. Give me the perception that I need of what is important in life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Speak to my heart now, God. Oh, yes, God. Oh, help me today, God. In the name of Jesus. That's a way to pray. I feel a season of prayer, an anointing of God. I want to live this is what really is life. It's important. I believe this is what's really going to count. Amen. Brother Terrell Bill is a very, very sick man in, uh, in, outside of a miracle. Amen. Uh, God giving him a miracle. We know God's able. We're believing for that. Amen. We were praying around his bed this week and uh, he has lived for God all these years. Been very faithful to the Lord. Amen. And, and uh, been faithful to come to church and to uh, love the Lord. Amen. Never, never backslid. I don't know of any blemish on his life. Just to serve the Lord. Thank God. Amen. But I thought as I was listening to him, and he said... Uh, you know, if I have more time, he said, I'm going to be more focused. And I'm going to be more, I'm not going to be so worried about this garden. And uh, I think, I think what I'd like to do is have time, maybe go to camp meetings and just do some things that I really wanted to do. But uh, I think that's what, and I thought, you know, uh, It'd pay us all. It'd pay us all to listen to one another, and especially older people. I wish time permit, 
the older folks in this church, I could pass this mic around and, and let them just talk to all of us today about what do you think is really important in life? And I just have a feeling it's probably going to be some things we'd all say, like Brother Terrell said, lived a good life. Amen. Doesn't regret any of that. Amen. But just uh, realize that it wasn't quite as important as, as he thought it was. And, uh, you know, we'd be a wise people if we could learn and glean, wouldn't we? Amen. Hallelujah. You know what I think about life? I think about it that you need to live every day. And you need to live for the Lord. And you need to do what's right every day. And you need to enjoy life. You need to enjoy some of the natural uh, side of life. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, you, you need to focus on the spiritual too. You believe we can do two things at one time? See, that's the challenge is to stay balanced and have temperance in your life as you go through it. Don't get out of focus. Amen. Just stay focused on the things that really count. And I was just so touched by that. And I thought, oh, Lord, this is really where life is at. And this is really what's really going to count. It's just living for the Lord. We think sometimes we're so busy and we got so much to do. And how the enemies mess people up about praying and prayer. Amen. Listen, amen. The world will go on whether you come to prayer meeting or not, whether we have prayer meeting or not, whether you come to church. Life goes on. Even when we're dead and gone, been gone. My, I didn't realize the other day my dad's been gone 20 years. 20 years. I can't believe I'm 56 years old. It seems like I ought to be about about 21, 25. This, Brother Lucas, it just seems impossible that I would be 56 years old. You know, it ain't hard for me to add a few years to that and tell right where I'll be if I, if I survive. <laughs> Amen. So, Lord, yeah, man ought to play some, but he definitely ought to pray some too. Amen. Amen. It's all right. Life's good. Don't get like Solomon, get so out of focus. Amen. Trying to gather up all things you can gather up and lose the most important thing till you end up, you're depressed and you're sad. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close with prayer. Oh, righteous God, we thank you for your goodness and your blessings. Thank you for your benefits of living for you. Thank you, Lord. We want to do this real good. We want to do life good. We want to do our work good. And we want to do church really good, Lord. We want to put ourselves in it, God. Lead us and guide us and help us and anoint us. Let your hand be upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord bless you, dismissed in Jesus' name. Turn around and shake hands with somebody. Tell them God's been really good to me. Amen.